This is Red FM's News Extra, Cork's brand new daily news podcast. It's Tuesday. Good afternoon. I'm Lana O'Connor with Red FM's news podcast. The inquest of a father and his two sons who died in a suspected murder-suicide in Canturk will be opened next month. Garthi believe Mark O'Sullivan was shot in his bedroom by his father Tig and younger brother Dermot in their home in Canturk on October 26th last year. The indications are that Tig and Dermot shot themselves a short time later in a nearby field. The inquest followed the death of the only other member of the family, Anne, who died earlier this year. She was also in the house at the time of the shooting. Garthi found correspondence from one of the men which helped to establish the sequence of events at the farm. The incident is understood to be linked to an inheritance dispute. The inquest will be opened next month in Mallow on July 7th. The City Council would need to convince motorists that public transport will be able to meet their needs before cars can be banned from the city on a full-time basis. The National Bus and Rail Union says investment would be needed for park and ride facilities and additional buses before any proposal to pedestrianise the entire city could be considered. The Oireachtas Climate Action Committee are looking at ways to cut carbon emissions in half by 2030 and say more people would use public transport if it was free of charge. Speaking to Red FM News, Dermot O'Leary from the NBRU says he agrees with the idea of banning cars but that it would need significant investment. The structure has to be right around park and rides for example uh, bus rapid transit which is the BRT and you would encourage people and you could justify uh, banning traffic from the city then but such times that infrastructure is ready then obviously the pushback quite rightly from car owners will come if you can convince those people that everything is in place for you to use public transport to get made to be then it would, we believe it would be a good idea. Catch up on Cork with our new daily news podcast, Red FM News Extra. I'm Rory on Sport, and Ireland head coach Andy Farrell has left the door open for Simon Zebo to potentially return to the Ireland squad. Zebo returns to Munster in the summer after three years in France at Racing 92. Farrell says the Corkman is a great option for Ireland due to his passing and kicking abilities. The Ireland boss meanwhile named a 37-man squad yesterday for the tests with Japan and the USA with 11 uncapped players. He says he has a good mix for the games. It's nice to see some lads back who've been out of the system uh, internationally for, for quite some time. And it's, it's, uh, it's even nicer to, to, uh, um, to see young lads or new lads come into the camp for the first time and, and they'll find out what international rugby is all about. In football, Christian Eriksen has posted on Instagram this morning following his cardiac arrest during the Denmark versus Finland game on Saturday. He's thanked everyone for their well wishes and says that he's fine and feels okay and says he will cheer on his teammates in their next matches. The so-called Group of Death kicks off at the European Championships this evening. First about five in Group F, Hungary take on Portugal. Then at eight, it's the massive clash of France against Germany. The Republic of Ireland and women's national team return to action this evening. Vera Pau's side take on Iceland in their second game. Iceland won 3-2 in the first last week. Kick-off this evening is at 6. Cork's Saoirse Noonan will be hoping for her first Ireland cap later on this evening. Hey, it's Dave. Join me weekdays from 4 for Dave Max Drive where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home. Big hits, loads of fun features and traffic info. What more could you need? Join me weekdays from 4. Dave Max Drive. The five biggest stories in Cork today. This is Red FM's News Extra. The horrible experience that the Dingerman family went through. If it wasn't hard enough for the family, Julie and Paul and everybody, to deal with her illness and her suffering. Um, we also had the story of this guy who got jailed yesterday for nine months. He pleaded guilty to dishonestly duping uh, Paul Dingevin. 
um, whose wife at the time, Julie, was, was dying of cervical cancer. 1,120 euro for hemp oil. I'm just giving the number, the, 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 the financial amount. It could as well have been five grand or 500. It's just, it's just the awfulness of the crime. Uh, and he was before court yesterday from Moy, 38-year-old John Griffin. Because um, it's like preying on the vulnerable. I believe it's preying on the vulnerable anyway. And Paul Dingerman joins me by phone. Call. Paul, good morning. Good morning, Neil. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry and so sad to hear. None of us ever knew that you were also dealing with this. We just never knew until we read about the court case. How, how are you bearing up? How are things? Oh, grand. Kind of. I was kind of shocked when I got a, a, a girl showed up at my door the other day telling me that they had him in custody because uh, he was in court a couple of years ago, but he never showed up on the day he was he came to be sick and he just disappeared. Then I think he took off to England or something. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I just, just kind of out of the blue, then a, a detective showed up at my door and asked me would I be able to go to the court. Then uh, they had him and he was in custody. And you were happy to do that in the sense that you didn't want to give up on it. Yeah, I just I just wanted to see him again. Like, it's not going to lie. Like, I, I, I went I, I went to Mallow where he was from. I kind of drove around Mallow. This was after Julie passed, and I kind of looked for this fella. Like, it was just something I wanted to take my anger out someone. Like, and I said, who better than this guy? Like, I know. I know. Listen, very understandable, Paul. Very honest of you. Very understandable. Can we walk through what happened? Did he did yeah. he go into your brother's pub or something? Yeah, my brother was running the bar at the time. And he just gave me, I got a phone call. He said, because I, I had researched, kind of looked into it a bit. And I kind of did mention it to my brother. You know, he was looking into hemp oil and stuff just try something new like something else that might work so my brother gave me a ring he said there's a fella here what? he said that um, you can get as much of it as you want he, he used it himself he had um, he claimed he had statistical cancer and uh, he, he cured his own cancer that he refused chemo and he cured himself with this stuff that it was <laughs> magical stuff like. he used hemp oil and cured his own testicular cancer with the use yeah. of hemp oil. And of course, you would have done anything to save or extend Julie's life. At, at this stage, was Julie off chemo and radiation and in palliative care at the time? No, she was she was still at home, but um, it, the, the chemo wasn't working for her. Like, and they, 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 were, they kind of pretty much all but stopped it. Then she went to the hospital one more time for her chemo and at the time she couldn't she couldn't stay awake or anything like so they, um, yeah they, they just they just said look they were going to stop the chemo it wasn't working for her anyway like yeah so, yeah so this uh, sounded to you like an opportunity or at least hope get the red fm news extra podcast wherever you get your podcast or on redextra.ie